When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. And, and, and Casey, I, I just, I'm, I just am out of my mind excited. We like um, NFL is happening this weekend. No more preseason. The real out of here with the pre. Guess what? Here. Preseason. Walk the plank. Walk the plank. Yes. We don't Get have to out of here and like watch the twos and threes and fours go at it. Like now it's the real deal. It's, it's the gamers it's game on and week one versus the Cowboys is going down guys. And per usual, we, we just got to touch on any kind of headlines that have taken place. Keep everybody informed. Like we said, this yeah, is of course. Jolly Rogers and touchdowns is your favorite podcast to get updates, insights, and information. So one thing that I just like have to have to start the week off with is the fact that Chris Godwin one of your favorite wide receivers in a Buccaneers uniform is making that much more progress towards being back on the field for game time. He's looking really strong in practice, but more importantly, he's doing some drills and some warmups without a knee brace. So he has now entered another step, another phase of this, of this bounce back of this redemption tour that he's about to execute. And so I know that's pretty good news for everyone. And depending on where your fantasy football leagues lie, maybe that'll help lean you in a direction or two. I don't know. Fantasy football stresses me out, but hopefully that could be a nugget for your roster. Um, AC over here but, dropping nuggets. I know. We always just want to give them a little sprinkle of something. But yeah. aside from Chris Godwin's little, you know, continuing to progress, I think the most important news is this new depth chart. Unofficial, we should say. Did you see anything on the depth chart that was, like, significantly different, shocking, or more of like, a okay, I saw this coming. Like, what was your reaction to anything on this new unofficial release? So... Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, Rashad White is, uh, he's a gamer. He's going to go yes. after it. And he, he is officially listed as uh, the number two. He's right behind Leonard Fournette. And so if, I mean, I don't want anything to happen to Lenny. Lenny, please stay healthy. Do your <laughs> yes. darndest, you know, right? But like, this guy is a gamer and I'm just, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. Uh, you know, I, I think that that was something that I was like, good for him. Good for you. Yeah. White. Like go and get yours. Um, Especially because he popped out preaching that he was going to snatch that number one spot. Totally. And yeah. I really like what he said. He said, my mindset is I can only get 1%. I can only get better 1% each day. My goal is to be smarter but here's what I really liked, Casey. He said, I'm pushing Lenny. I'm pushing the other guys around me. 
uh, Sneak, you know, who is Keyshawn Vaughn, Gio, Gio Bernard, we're all pushing each other. And I think that I know in the last episode, John gave his breakdown and he said, Hey, look, yes, they're going to run more, but like, you're not going to change too much and they shouldn't change too much from their offensive structure. I'm not saying that they should, but what I am saying is when you have a complete offense that is able to attack and execute in different ways and different running backs attack in different ways and they have different strengths. If you're Absolutely. able to have a good mix and then they're all able to elevate themselves, what it, what is it like all ships rise when the waters do? That's not the phrase, but it's something like that. You get the <laughs> sentiment. I you get the sentiment. Idea. Yes, very much so. Um, which is okay. So I'm glad that you mentioned that and that you picked that as one of your things for the new unofficial depth chart, if you will. Um, because we, you initially were very high on Keyshawn Vaughn and then I, I started to get there. And then I'm thinking when the, the previous unofficial depth chart came out, Keyshawn Vaughn was ahead of white. And now here comes white, just like gunning for that. Not that he, not that I ever think he's going to really hit that first string part, but the one and two rotate out depending on scheme and stuff. Um, but I was kind of a shock to me. I felt like we saw more out of Vaughn, if you will. But I think maybe the leg up for white was the fact that I also saw him listed on special teams. So that's going to be a unique, interesting little battle that we see. How much is he going to elevate that wide, that running back room, if you will? Is it going to light a fire under Keyshawn Vaughn? Um, Gio Bernard really kind of just has his role and his functionality, and I don't, don't think he's concerned much outside of that. But I want to see what the dynamic becomes between Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White. So that one did stick out to me as well. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, any stick out, any other, you know, things that stuck out to you? Yes. Okay. Box fans, the ones who had questions about this cornerback battle, uh, what's going down in the CB room? Well, what's going down is that Jameel Dean has officially beat out Sean Murphy bunting heading in to week one game one at Dallas versus the Cowboys. So you're not going to see SMB at that first string position, or we know Carlton Davis, but um, lining up opposite of Carlton Davis is going to be Jamel Dean. And I think he earned it. I think he showed up that much more in training camp. I think that when his number was called last season, he did quite well. There's obviously a lot of room for him to grow, but I think he started to take the right steps in the right direction. And unfortunately, when you're competing in that position and SMB has had a lot of heat on his back. Jamil Dean has made some strides, maybe not as large, but some strides. SMB was kind of expected to have a larger, louder training camp, and he didn't do that. He was very quiet. I really couldn't, I can't recall anything about him. He didn't make much, anything really memorable happen. So when you're competing at that point, it was just kind of worth it to give Jamil Dean that opportunity to see if he was going to build off of the confidence that he started to grow and step into last season. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jamil Dean is that CB2 slot, and he will be lining up uh, across from Carlton Davis in the Cowboys game. And I think that's going to be huge because film-wise, I mean, SMB didn't get to play long, 
but you'll get to compare and contrast that from the game versus Dallas opening week last year before Sean Murphy Bunting hurt his elbow. So that's really interesting. And then kind of staying on the defense, Kaylee. I know a lot of people were freaking out when that 53-man roster came about, and they're like, where's Logan Ryan? He's there. He's there. And half of you guys caught on to the trick. Half of you guys read the articles that explained that once Ryan Jensen went to short-term IR, I emphasize the word short-term there, um, or the phrase, that Logan Ryan ended up signing his contract and leveling out. So now you've got Antoine Winfield Jr., Logan Ryan, uh, Mike Edwards, and Keanu Neal, who's now officially at the proper weight to be a strong safety, if you will. So some awesome changes that kind of make this, I'm just ready for Sunday. I'm counting down heavily. I, I can't handle the anticipation anymore. And everyone's like, relax. It's a short week. It doesn't feel this way. <laughs> it, it feels, feels like counting down to Sunday forever. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because you have such a long break between the last preseason game and mm -hmm. then the first regular season game. Cause it does feel like a long time. Now, Casey, I'm going to come at you with something that knowing that we just talked about the depth chart a little bit, I think that they're the bucks just did something and there could be time or an opportunity for the bucks to add something or someone because ah, of ah. the restructuring of um, Shaq, Shaq. Shaq Mason's con contract. So mm -hmm. they get Shaq from the Patriots and they are supposed to pay him $16 million. But he, Shaq and the Bucks came to an agreement where they're going to restructure that contract. Usually that doesn't mean that the player is being paid any less. It just sometimes incentivizes more bonuses or um, the payout. The payout. Pay yeah, the pay structure is is not pay per year. It's pay per year is less. And then there's the different like bonuses and payouts that like you're saying that that help so that the team doesn't have the same amount of uh, cap space. Yes. And so right now, <laughs> the Bucks, they were, they had just about a million or so dollars to play with. Now mm -hmm. they have close to eight to play with, seven or eight. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, and Ooh. we're going to get to it in a second, maybe some question marks at the O-line. Mm -hmm. I think the Bucks could go out and get a steal either early in the season, maybe even before Sunday. Um, and I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks make some moves here in the next few days to add somebody in. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. And I think if they did add something in, Casey, I know that you emphasized that short-term uh, IR, mm -hmm. IL, <laughs> IR. IR. IL is I -I. baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I Captain. There we go. Um oh Captain, look at us. Yeah. With the, with the CS go. With the reference. Um I think that the, I think that I don't know. I think that they would go out and do somebody with the, get somebody to help with the O-line, but I'm wondering what you think. If they were to bring somebody on, they have the space now. They can. Mm -hmm. Do you think they will? And if they do. Is it going to be to add in somebody on the O-line? You know, great question because at this point and between the 
conversation that we had with um, John Ledyard, our, our great guest from last week, and just a lot of the research that's been heading into week one, it's kind of like by the time you bring this person in, get them up to speed, see if everything pans out, then you're already getting that much closer to the hopeful return of X, Y, and Z. Um, so is it worth the money where you can add depth to another position group on this roster? 